This episode of Uncensored Girl Chat is all about confidence and how to build confidence in real life. I'm joined by actress, model, singer, influencer, and Zynga Imani, and we'll be chatting about confidence in all areas of your life, including the bedroom. Hey guys, welcome back to Uncensored Girl Chat, our safe place, no judgment zone. This is for us to be real, unpack, and for us to learn. Whew. Guys, I am excited about today's guest. Well, let me get back. Let me get into the topic. This topic is let's talk confidence. And this is to encourage confidence in real life and inside the bedroom. Yes. Um, today we have a special guest. I have watched this young lady grow for the past two years. Heavenly. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> I have watched her grow and I have, she exudes confidence. Um, the things she does on social media, the dancing, the, all her reels, everything is like, I wouldn't even think to do everything. I wouldn't even be thinking to turn my body a certain way so my belly flop out that way. <laughs> like, it is just, I, I pay attention to my angles, and I'm very particular about that. And you just put it all out. And let me introduce her, Miss Nzinga. <laughs> she's a model, singer, actor, influencer. She's everything, and she's in her prime. Like, you know, I, Jasmine Sullivan's song, Roster, when they say, I'm in my prime. I have shared that song with y'all in another episode, but she's in her prime right now. You are on the up and up and up, and I'm proud of you. Thank you. Now you introduce yourself, Ms. Nzinga. How do I even follow that up? Um, hey guys, I'm Nzinga Imani, actress, singer, model, influencer, um, business jack of owner. all trades. Yeah, jack of all <laughs> trades. Um, yeah, that's me. Um, I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> I'm in my early 30s. You don't have to say your age, girl. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying 31. not to say my I'm age. I'm saying it but... now. I'm gonna say it while I can because who knows if I'll be still saying it once this episode comes. Yeah. Comes out. I just start, I just learned my age, so now, now I'm. Um, when you, I feel like after your thirties, it's kind of like you kind of start forgetting your age. Yeah. Do, no, and I have been lying about past thirty. <laughs> do you forget your age sometimes? See, yeah, you do. Yeah, I definitely forget my age. Since I turned like twenty four, I haven't been saying my age. So that I literally had to learn my age over again. Someone yeah. else did the math for me recently and was like, "Girl, no, you're thirty one." Because I told them in confidence, like. All right, I'm 30, but don't tell nobody. And they they was like, nah, bitch. <laughs> that, that, they ain't math. That math ain't mathing. <laughs> and then I realized, yeah, I just skipped over that 30 year and went straight to 31. Okay, so in our space, we are um, plus size influencers. Um, and one question I know that we always get, and it, I still get it even after 12 years, is how did you become so confident? Wait, do you like that question? It's always a weird question. It's a for weird me question because, yes. yes. Um, you know, I saw recently someone was talking about how it's kind of like a backhanded thing to say because it's like, how are you so confident? What do you mean by that? Like, why wouldn't I be confident yes. in myself? Yes. Um, but I think my answer is why it really makes it awkward for me. I'm confident by default as a defense mechanism because when I was growing up. The people who really should have been the ones who are supporting me and behind me were the people who were tearing me down, mm -hmm. were the people who made me feel like being plus size was not okay mm -hmm. and that I should be hiding. And st honestly, still to this day, will see me in a crop top and chase me down to pull down my shirt. Mm -hmm. um, so for me growing up, it was kind of like I can either sh shrink and go into a hole and just be depressed about it. 
or I can be like, screw everything you're talking about and everything you're saying. I'm going to do me unapologetically. Mm-hmm. And luckily, that was the route that I took. Mm-hmm. So um, ever since then, something just switched in me. And it was like, why would I care about your opinion when at the end of the day, you're miserable? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'd rather just live my life freely and mm-hmm. let the people who are attracted to that and who I am be brought into my life mm-hmm. and the people who don't like it, there's the door. Yes. So, um, yeah, and it's been working out great for me. <laughs> for me, it was one of those things. So I, and I, I told this journey, I don't, when it comes to the whole body positive movement and everything, we, I feel like our influencer age, my, my, my age range, our years, um, we did the whole body positive without, you know, blasting it. We, we, we showed it. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to speak on it how it spoke on now. And even in my younger years, I was, I guess, I didn't have to, like, really just rah, rah, rah about my confidence. It was like, I, I only remember one time I was, like, 13, and my father said, you're gaining a little bit of weight. And I looked at him because my mom and my, my, my mom's side, they're all bigger. It was never a weight issue mm-hmm. talked about anything. And those women, they were very independent, and they ruled their men. So it's kind of like they they were the rulers. Yeah. And then my father, when I turned 13, it was one of those things. He said, you're gaining a little bit of weight. And it was more so because I was bigger than my stepbrothers and sisters. They were really skinner, skinnier. And um, when he said that to me, I, told, I looked at him, and I said, don't ever talk about my weight again. And from that point on, it was never talked about, and it was never, like, an issue. Like, it was never front and center. So I was allowed to just grow and just – be me now. I came from a small town. I didn't have fashion. So when I went up to Jersey for like eight years, I was introduced. My first store was at the store. And then my second store was fashion figure. And um, I fell in love with fashion at that point. So it was, I was able to match my confidence. Yeah. Fashion was able to match my confidence. Yeah. And I never said that before yeah. because it was, I was confident. It's well, just that. Find the fat, yeah, I couldn't find a piece. Yeah. All I had was, and I'm not no shade on Lane Bryant because I work with Lane Bryant on the regular guys. And um, right now they're doing amazing and fashion wise um but lane bryant was the only option but at 13 years old lane yeah, bryant exactly. at 14 years old yeah. lane bryant whole high school lane bryant mm-hmm. no i need more options yeah so it wasn't until i left and i was able to met my fly mm-hmm. and everything came together yeah so it was never a confidence issue for me. So when people ask me that, I'd be like, listen, I didn't have the same, I don't have the same trauma and journey as some plus size yeah. women or bigger women in general. So I, I don't relate. That's why I never had to come to you guys like mm-hmm. that. I just came to you guys as me being a confident woman, yeah. woman in, in my own skin. Yeah, I was I was thrift so shouty before I found Fashion to Figure. I was wearing all the weirdest patterns at your your grandmama or whoever. And Listen, I was, I was in faith. I, I heard you talk about Fashion Figure and how you used to spend oh all your God. checks there. All like when them. I went to Jersey, it was Fashion Figure every weekend. Mm. I was like in there. They the store associates yeah. knew me. To this day, I'm still in Fashion Figure. Yeah, right now. I got my go. own boutique and I'm still in fashion. There you right go. Now. And I'm like, and I've watched them change like yeah. fashion figure right now. I am kind of mad with y'all prices because y'all went way up. <laughs> when, when they merged with New York and company, yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I watched the little price range. Yeah. But I, I still appreciate them because they let Asher store and fashion figure, they put me on. And that quality matches. Oh, the, the, qual- the quality? The quality? Oh my goodness. So it's like I couldn't even be mad because the quality matches. Because I, 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 was I was always the budget shopper. Yeah. I was always a budget girl. And I still kind of promote that, but now I got a little bit coins. I can do a little bit more, <laughs> but it, I definitely saw that. Now, growing up, 
what was your inspiration when it came to like just being a confident woman? Who did you see? Who did you watch? Um, I would think off cuff, Latifah. Ooh. Like I just saw myself in her, and even before I was plus size, really, because I was smaller. I think it was just the way that she shape shifted into so many different things, and, but it was authentic for her. Mm. Um, and I feel like that's me. Like I, mm -hmm. I can be hood. I can be bougie. Mm -hmm. I can be sweet. I can be sexy. I can be a prude. I'm all of those things. Um, so I don't know. Just seeing the way she moves. Same thing with Whoopi Goldberg. It's like. She's done everything. I mean, I'm also naming actors because I'm an actress. Um, but these are people who just career-wise and life-wise, I feel like have moved according to their own standards. Mm -hmm. And they they didn't really conform for anybody else. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I love them. Kristen Chenoweth, too. I know that's a little left field, but I love her. Um, so, yeah, I think those are my main three. For me, it was more at home. Um, it was my grandma. I just seeing her. I used to love watching her do her makeup. She used to do this plum lip, mm -hmm. and I used I to. I can't wait till she um went and did it every morning for work. She worked at the VA hospital, so she did like the five to um two shift. So in the mornings, oh no, she didn't do the five to two. She did the seven because she would take me to the, my babysitter, so they can take me to the bus stop. Um, you guys, if you know my story back then, my grandma raised me because my mother was a drug addict. We're gonna talk about that later. Um, but my grandma, I used to love watching her and then just her just being independent and just, she and was she one of those women to go to work. Her plum. Yes, 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 yes. She did light makeup, her little liner. Mm -hmm. I don't even think she did. I have to go back to pictures. I don't even think she wore a liner. I just the plum lip plum and just her, seeing, watching her, how she dealt with uh, the independence part of me really came from her. Cause it was always, and I, I had to actually had to kind of shy away from her way of thinking was to um if a man can't come half don't don't move with them they got like she would she would not she was not playing with that and I saw that how men would flock to her and stuff like that she would have a good time and that was my person it was like my grandma just seeing that I wish that me and my grandma could have had that kind of experience and I don't think I don't even think that she knew I was watching her. Mm. I don't think so, but I just enjoy. It. I I remember I used to make excuse to go to the bathroom, just sit on the toilet mm. and watch her. That was like the highlight of my childhood, just doing that. Now, let's talk sexual confidence. Uh -oh. That escalated quickly. Yes, okay, sexual confidence. I talked about that this with Sex with Ashley. So if you haven't watched that episode, Sex with Ashley, we definitely dived into this. Um, it was one thing that um. I felt like I didn't fully come to my full sexual being of really just wanting to be sexually free in my confidence till in my thirties. Um, I felt like in twenties I was getting played. I would men, men, and I'm not saying multiple men dick me down, but I'm saying like my sexual <laughs> experiences. Like I felt like men got got off, but I didn't get off. I didn't. I didn't feel like I had my first full. I had an orgasm probably in my 20s, but to really think that I, a fool, I knew what I was doing and how I wanted to be pleased until my 30s. Yeah, I, I can definitely say I, my first time having an actual orgasm was years after I started having sex. And it was because it was the first time I dated a guy who was older. Mm -hmm. And until then, um, sex was very fast. And mm -hmm. very one sided, and mm, until the one sided, the thing. one sided, yes. and then when I was dealing with somebody a little bit older, he knew to take his time. He, I'm, I'm just gonna say this episode what? with Maui, she told us not to mess with the older men, 
Really? Yeah. Um, I've had mixed reviews because some like um I know a dating coach who's always like data. For real? Date up because they know what they want. How far are data? Like 10 years. Okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How Maui, much older? Maui agreed with 10 years. 10 years okay, yeah, up, yeah. 10 years down. Yeah, but I wouldn't Beyond go past that, that, she was like, no. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. go past that. Um, And that person wasn't my person, but I mean, he changed my world. Took his time. He was very, it was very intimate. Mm-hmm. And um, up until that moment, I mean, when I lost my virginity, it was to a boyfriend who I had for two years. My ex, how old? 18. Okay. And, um, yeah, he was my boyfriend for two years. Anybody who I've had any sexual experience with, it was a lot of relationship. It was, like, I never really did the sneaky link. I never did the, I never really lived in college, and that is something I regret. But I never got So no even now, to this day, you don't do, Girl, you never I'm, had sneaky link? Like, never, right now? Oh. Never. Have you ever wanted one? I I feel like I need those experiences. Why? But. Just because, I mean, I keep on ending up in relationships with people I shouldn't. Okay. So that's the thing, too. <laughs> I don't chuck my own self up. I keep on ending up in relationships with people I shouldn't. And I and part of it, I think, is because when you not, when you ain't got no other escape sexually. Yes. You fall back into situations. Like, I've been in a three-year breakup that I just keep on sliding backwards and through. I, so I talked about in episode mm-hmm. with Lexi, we talked about our Dana Chronicles. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that, um, just about that toxicity going back because it's comfortable. And, comfortable, that, yeah. and that person knows you. Don't want to you. add to your you account. I'm, I'm very um, free when I'm in the bedroom. So when it's somebody that I, like, I've never, there's not a random person that I will be able to be that free with. I feel like I kind of have to have that connection. So do you think you'll be comfortable if you was to em- embark on a scene? I don't. That's a, I feel like that's why I don't have one. Because I have to be so intimate with you emotionally before I can even let Ooh, somebody get free with me. I know. Yeah. And it's a it's a problem. Yeah. Um, I feel but, like uh, when, 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 at the, I, and I kind of say this almost every episode. Did I say every episode about women having a roster that she had one? <laughs> 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 and, and I talk a big game, but honestly, I mean, even when it comes to talking to multiple people at the same time, I think because my time is so limited, I never really get to explore even dating correctly. As, as not I would when you travel, when you all over When I'm place. traveling, I'm not seeing nobody. I'm normally working. Uh-huh. Um, if I'm traveling, it's not for fun, typically. And now that I've started traveling for fun, even then, I'm like around... Old ladies. So do you think? <laughs> so, so do you think that you need to be make a cautious decision, like to actually put yourself out there to date? I've been trying that, and I thought that that's what I was about to start doing, and now I'm like totally smitten with someone, and I'm and I'm kind of stuck because part of me is like, okay, well, you said you you're smitten with someone, smitten with someone okay. right now. Very intensely. Sexy. Wait, is it exclusive or are you guys just talking? Did you jump immediately jump into no, exclusive? I, I'm not trying to jump into exclusive. Okay. But realistically, I mean, even the other people who were like trying to get my attention, I can't really entertain you both because I'm always on FaceTime with dude or I'm always something, you know. Mm, I don't you don't know to how to juggle. I don't. I don't. I don't I know guess. how to drug the, juggle efficiently because I feel like if I do You don't that, have to watch the episode with me and V because we okay. talked about juggling. We, we talk about building our bo- rosters based off of needs. That's how she talked. So I used to, I, I, I consider myself a serial dater when I was dating and stuff like that. And um, for me, it was more so building that roster was perfect, but I didn't actually position people on my roster based off of my needs. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I wanted a travel bay. I wanted a cuddle bay. I wanted a cooking bay. I wanted a bay who just went out, who loved to just go out. 
um, stuff like that based off of my needs. And it kind of led to my one person. Okay. Um, she helped me narrow it down to put people on my roster. Because, and I'm, and I say this every episode, not all men are relationship men ready for a relationship or relationship material. So it's kind of like you have to make sure you taken care of in every area. I feel like those men though, I either friend zone completely or we not talking. I don't and you, they can be a, friends. That's the thing. We can have friends. No, and that's fine. That's fine. But I'm saying like in terms of like a sneaky link or a cuddle bay, mm-hmm. it's like either I'm all in or I'm just completely good on you. And mm-hmm. I don't know how to do the, but in between it's mm. it's all or nothing for me and i'm i was trying to get out of that but i also don't know if like that's just the kind of person i am and i need to stop fighting it mm. some but, people are just like that one kind of person some people are just relationship people mm-hmm. um but i think so if you want to learn if yeah. you really want to explore if you want to figure out what you really like you it, that roster comes into play yeah just dating, even if you want to, even if you don't want to say a roster, if you're just dating around, that comes into play where you can actually figure out yeah. and, and get it, get your try something new. But even when it comes to dating in the in the beginning, I I spend most of my life around models and photographers and designers. There's not a lot of straight men in there. Okay, not a me, lot of men in general. Let me in there. lead you to this. My next thing. What are your are you feel do you feel like men are intimidated by you? Absolutely. Ooh. And there's ooh. it's so often that people will tell me how they were crushing on me and how interested they were in me years and years after mm-hmm. our first encounter. And I'm like, well, where why are you telling me this now? Mm-hmm. I don't I have no need for this information now, mm-hmm. but it would have been nice to know then. Mm-hmm. I mean, people who are fine, people who got stuff going for them. I don't really understand why they're intimidated. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't. I feel like I give off a very welcoming energy, but mm-hmm. I don't know because a lot of people say when they meet me, "Oh, I thought you was gonna be stuck up, or I thought you were gonna be this and that," and I'm like, "But how? Mm-hmm. If you talk to me for more than two minutes, you know that I'm not like that." Mm-hmm. So, two seconds, thank you. <laughs> so I don't. I don't know what I'm putting on that scares them away. Maybe it's a good thing. It. 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 it I don't. I, what what intimidates men like? We're the one that's supposed to be popping. We supposed to have all the money. We supposed to have the notoriety. So when you mm. got just what I got, now you intimidate me because oh. men feel like we're supposed to be higher than you. So when you on our level, we'll know what to do. Oh, I never even heard it put like that. Well, I'm glad to hear that. That 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 that, that, that makes a lot of sense. I never even heard it put like that and, at all. And being competitive with the person you're in a relationship with Ooh. is. Not, I, I just oh. left something like that where it's like, well, that or even just like they want to introduce you to somebody and then you walk up to that person and they run up and hug you and, and loving on you and you already know the person. Like little things like that you could tell eat away at people. And it's just like, I don't know how to control that. I don't know how to stop that. I don't think that I should. And I don't think it should be a problem for the person that I'm with. Mm-hmm. But it seems to continually be. So. so what do you think is your main struggle when it comes to dating? Just time, like if a guy wants authenticity, want, if a, huh? Authenticity. Oh, explain more. People put on so hard in the beginning. Oh, um, and not sometimes, yes, and sometimes they can be showing you the perfect person, 
And you know, if, if you're not really attention to, paying attention to little things, you know, they're they're showing who they want. Those you red to flags and them green flags. I'm missing them red flags, or I will I will take them to mean something different than they mean. Um, like, oh, this person is really really loves and takes care of their family, and then later on you realize, no, this person is living with their family because they ain't got. The what they need to be living on their own, like little hints, yes. start to reveal themselves. Yes. But at first, you know, you see you how you want to mm-hmm, see it. Mm-hmm. So you know what it'll look one way, and then mm-hmm. as you dig a little deeper, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. oh. So when it when when you jump in and dating, are you more cautious, or when it comes to interacting with men? Let's say when it comes to interacting with men, that's the correct question. Are you more cautious? I'm very cautious mm-hmm. with who I like step out of my house with and stuff like that because I also know that there's eyes on me. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Um. Also, Atlanta is small, and then the it's the, so small. It's very small. It's very small. Um. Everyone in this room knows who I'm talking to right now, but they don't know who. Ooh. But they everybody is uh, familiar with this person. Um. So <laughs> that's why you know it's dangerous. Like mm-hmm. you have to, you really do have to be careful how you move because we all in the same community. Of essentially, Atlanta is that big, and um, it's it's very mm-hmm. dangerous. <laughs> um, and then it's like, okay, you start dealing with this person that don't work out. Maybe you later down the line are interested in somebody that's in a circle. What do you do? How do you move? Is it messy? Should you just leave it alone? Should you just back away from the whole group in general? But what mm-hmm. if that other person is your husband? You know, like it's it can get messy. Um, and people always have the negative things to say, and that stuff spreads like wildfire. And the positive things do not. So you just gotta be very careful. And um, I'm not. Um, I don't know. I don't know how good I am with those things. Mm. So I just try to stay away in general. Um, okay. When it comes to your sexual life, how important is sex to you? I'm sorry, y'all. First, let me back up. Let me. First, I'm a bit of a drought. So just the word sexual just does something for me. Wait, let me ask you this first. What did your mother teach you about sex? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, to this day, I don't think we've even like said sex in a conversation together. Um, yeah, we don't talk about it. Me and my mom, when it comes to most things in life, it just <laughs> dismissed. She don't, I don't know what it is, but I think she's scared to talk to me. I've always been the rebel of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't even think to ask my mom anything, to be honest. So she never even like, never nothing. if I you said, if you had, oh, if you having sex, wear condoms, she didn't nothing. tell you about birth control. Nothing. So she, it was just, so your dad. Hell no. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely So you not. How many sisters you have? I you have, have two? I have four sisters Sister. and one brother, but my mom has three girls. So have you guys among each other Absolutely. talked about it? But I will say me and my older sister are recently like getting all the way in with each other to like really tell our stories and stuff. Growing up, she was four years older than me. Um, also, we were living in a house where all three of us were sharing a bedroom. So I feel like she just wanted to get the hell out. She wasn't trying to have sister chat time. She just wanted her space and her time. And I think once we became grown and had our own spaces, had our own lives, now we can come back and like sit at the table and talk and she'll give me advice and all of that stuff. But also me and my sister are very different people. So the advice that she can give me can only go so far. Mm -hmm. She's a married woman, beautiful family, all that jazz. 
but her vetting process is very different than mine. Mm-hmm. Um, what is important to her is a little bit different than what's important to me. So I can only take that advice mm-hmm. a little bit, just a sprinkle of it, because she will want me to be out here with all the sneaky links and to oh, live my best life. She is sis, about that. Sis, She's living. Sis. She's living. It doesn't work for Live. me. I know. And I, I hear I agree. When <laughs> I, I hear y'all. Like Ashley from Sex with Ashley from my episode, mm-hmm. she said, she actually said that every girl should have a whole phase, right? Yeah, she said that. Every girl should have a and I and I and I actually kind of agree. I went through that. And it, whole face, okay, let's go back to like whole. When it comes to a whole, I, I feel like it's on it's your terms of a whole. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't conform to what they say what's the actual definition of a hoe? I don't even know. I should it's know. a promiscuous girl. Yes. But yes. I, I feel to me like if I feel like if you're a hoe is like if you out there doing stuff but you acting like you not. Like if you're not owning it. You know what I mean? Yes. Like if you trying to act like like you know you done slept with five dudes mm-hmm. or whatever, all at the same time, whenever the time span was, whatever, whatever. But like you acting like, no, I don't do that, like you a hoe. Because yeah. you're not proud of you. you know I think that's your personal definition. That's my personal definition. I feel definition. like in general, it's just a promiscuous girl. In general, if you've had sex with more, to me, the so way that society not. is, and a lot could be too. You get what I'm saying? Like, depending on who, who the person is mm-hmm. or who the guy or it could be one, but it's the wrong person. You know what I mean? Like like how you said earlier, if the guy that you were talking to, it was like a friend of his yeah. that you want to meet later. Oh, now, you oh, you a hoe because you dated this person, but now you want to date this person. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I like I, I feel like every girl should have their own personal whole phase. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's funny. It gets you out there. The it, thing is, you I learn. love the idea of it. It just hasn't worked for me, right. and and I want it to. Um, it just maybe you embark on it at at a different phase. I have in your been life. playing wife these niggas since. High oh school. my goodness! It's not, not playing it's, wife. It's not on purpose. It's literally not on purpose. You're, I wouldn't even say I, I love her because I natural love too, but I know how to. Um, Serial monogamous, and I don't know why. Um, and apparently, it's one sided because almost all of these niggas have cheated on me. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the um, lesson is that I need to learn about just like not making it. Maybe I need to connect know. you with dating coach B. Maybe I need to do that. Maybe we need to do a I whole little se- a session with you. Now, pause. Let's pause real quick. Now I created a card game called oh. Uncensored Girl Chat, and this is I, you have too many. Yeah, you have too many. My stories mm-hmm. and my secret Saturdays. Um, it Unsister Girl Chat kind of came from my stories, my secret Saturdays of um, realizing that a lot of women don't ha- don't feel comfortable within their friend groups, don't have safe places, um, non judgment places within their friend groups to really just unpack, ask questions, get advice, like you know, real advice. And I created this card game to get to know your girlfriends better. To be able to ask these uncomfortable questions, uh, uncomfortable questions that you might not have thought to ask, or you yeah. thought but you don't know, but mm-hmm. it's a card game, so you hey, going on in. So pick a card. You're gonna pick a card, oh. and you're gonna answer. Oh Jesus! Okay, you're, you're picking it. Great. No, you wanna pick one right there? Oh, I'm picking one. Okay, I didn't want to move the. I was scared to move the mic. Okay. Do I ask you that? 
question. And then. <laughs> the question is, what's one thing that you love to hear your partner say during sex? <laughs> That's a good one. It is. It is a good one. Okay. So funny thing about me. Um. I'm hella goofy, and that does not end in the bedroom. Um, I be I be joking. I'm probably gonna be laughing, making jokes. I don't know. I don't know how the partner feels about it, but uh, I haven't had any complaints. Um, but I don't know. In the bedroom, I I can't even think of like one thing. But I, I'm vocal, so I I just want I don't mind talking in general. We could be talking about any damn thing. Um, well, what's one thing that you know? I mean, I like to be admired and adored. So anything yeah. where they're complimenting me, my skin, my body, my folds, all of that, you know, I'm gonna enjoy that. Okay, let me answer. I can't think of one specific thing. Can you hear me? I'm a whisper. Yeah. <laughs> How loud am I? Loud <laughs> everything. When I whisper, that means it's something like really. So one thing, so one thing that I like to hear during sex with my partner, I like him to say how wet I am. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I enjoy it. I I definitely enjoy it. Yeah, I like when he says that because it's kind of like. Oh, he turned on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he knows what and wishy and stuff like that. So there's that. Now, question that I put: How do you let your partner know that you're in the mood? Sometimes I tell him, and sometimes I um just go start rubbing places yeah. and just getting real touchy feely and kissing. Uh huh. Uh-huh. They know. Yeah. I mean, I think we can make it pretty obvious pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I do anything to your neck or your ear, it's like you got three seconds. Let's go. Um, Let's go. Really, pretty much. Let's go. I do love neck play. So that, like, when it comes to initiating, you are okay with initiating? Oh, absolutely. All right. Especially because my partners have been people I'm in a relationship with. So it's like, I mean, you know. You know what time it is when mm-hmm. I I give you the signs, mm-hmm. and sometimes you know even before that. I mean, I might be in that shower too long. That means join me, you know, things like that. And do you have an issue with taking control in the bedroom? Oh, <laughs> no, I don't. Although I do, I do love for him to take the lead. Okay, um, like I like choking. I like all that. Stuff. Oh yeah, so I, I would love somebody who is like. Taking control, but yes. I don't mind flipping that script. In fact, I, I enjoy that flip because it's like, yes. I give you your turn. Actually, in all the queens, <laughs> and we gonna pull. Okay, come on, let's jump right into that. So, and Zena was on a sh- she she was on a show, right, you guys? Uh-huh. And we seeing in Zena on a show, right? Uh-huh. We watching, and next thing we know, Zena, go ahead, tell them. I'm, I'm gonna let you do it. Oh, what, what show was it? You t- you telling me your experience? What happened next? I- I was just watching, mm-hmm. and Zinga had a whole sex scene, y'all, on the show. I did. All, All the Queens men on BET. Mm-hmm. It was phenomenal. It how was so how was that shooting that in front of? How many people were on set? A million. And it's funny because- A million? 
Normally, those types of scenes are closed set. That's but, why I was like, I, I actually thought about that. Like, this wasn't. If you remember the pool party that happened right before, where it was like everybody was at the pool. Yeah. This cabana was at the pool, so everybody was still outside there. Oh yeah, everybody, it was on the cabana. Yeah, yeah so that, it was. It was like that area was not like everybody wasn't standing over us looking, but it was. This open was confident. This this is full confidence right here. You was able to do that in like realistically what about 30, 50 people. Oh, it, yeah, it was a bunch of people. And, I mean, and you don't even know who all is seeing it because there's monitors and everything else. So you Oh, different know. angles. Oh. But to be man. honest with you, I was in such a, a free place. Like, this was, like, right towards it. I want to say the end of the pandemic. But, you know, back right before we stopped caring. Um, <laughs> and we were all in the bubble. I had gotten close to all my castmates. Everybody was so cool and down to earth. And not only that, but Rashawn, who was my scene partner, Rashawn Ali, was nervous about it so I think I went into this just mindset of making her feel like oh this is nothing this is okay and I had convinced myself of that so when it was time I was just like okay I'm naked I was like the first one to get naked everybody else ran off and went and put on their stuff I had already had mine up under my stuff she was just like well we don't have time um Kim Fields was directing this she was just like we don't have um time to wait so grab that pillow Start humping. There was a lot of parts of the scene that y'all didn't that y'all didn't get to see, but I swear we filmed that thing for forever and ever. <laughs> it went on so much longer than what y'all saw. And what was all your titties was out? Um, yeah, I was wearing everything. Um, I was wearing nothing except a like clear thong with some padding in it, and the guy basically had on the same thing with like a a padding um to you know avoid any of our juice. So when you when it went live, mm -hmm. how did you feel? I thought I was going to be more nervous than I was. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it was very freeing. Once I saw it, I was like, they shot it beautifully. They edited it beautifully. Yeah, it, it wasn't even I bad at all. I felt very good and confident. It, it, it made me feel good to see a, 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 a woman that looks like me once in a while open <laughs> <laughs> and actually having a whole sex scene because mm -hmm. we don't see that. We haven't seen that since. When the last time we actually saw a big woman in a sex scene? I can only remember... I can't remember one like that. Yeah. I can remember a sex scene, but yeah, that, I think that one, it was, no. it was shot very romantic, even though it was like not necessarily a romantic situation at all. I mean, um, if you'll see the show, I mean. Yeah, go like, back. I'm going to link it for you guys. Yeah, you won't have to go back It's not like I'm watch. in a relationship with these people. Um, people. People. But it was shot You said people. Yeah. You did people like that. That means that you weren't. It was more than one person. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I don't even know if everybody caught that because I think they were really zoomed in on me. But I switched partners. If y'all, if you watch, I switched partners mid um scene, tag team. Um, y'all watch the show. Um, but anyway, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I'm going yeah. back and watch that Go episode. I can watch it. Episode nine. All the because the crazy part one. is, I had to. I had, I was watching it. And I said, let me hold up, and then I heard everybody talking about Zing. I said, hold the fuck up. What's going on? I ain't, I just read comments, and I was like, let me go watch, and I was like, oh shit. They up. they did the damn thing. And it was so much fun. The cast was amazing. I, I'm a genuine fan of the show, which was a whole nother thing. It was thing. good. I was scared my mama was going to disown me when the show came out. I really thought, like, I was, like, prepared. Did not speak to her for a while. Mm -hmm. She was like, Why, did you have to be the only person naked in the whole show? And I wasn't. But I was like, mama, I wasn't. And then she was like, um, well, it's a good show. And she left it at that, which was a big deal because my mom is a prude. When it mm -hmm. comes to stuff like that. So I knew that it wasn't, I knew that it was received even by the most, 
I don't know, prudish is the only word I can think mm-hmm. of type of people. If my mom was okay with it and mm-hmm. she didn't disown me, then I felt good about it. Oh, um, did you warn your mom beforehand? Not until it literally came out. Mm-hmm. I, I you were scared? I was doing the show. And it, well, it wasn't even that I was scared because I knew it was coming. But I was like, I don't want your thoughts in my mind. She oh, yeah. Make, you know, she wouldn't hold her tongue. She would have said however she felt. And it would have just had me in my and mind you, thinking. What nationality is your mom? Chinese. Uh-huh. You yeah, them Caribbean yeah, moms, yeah, yeah, they don't yeah, hold. Yeah. That's what I was about to say about yeah. um, when we were talking about your grandma earlier. Uh-huh. The first time I met my mother's mother, the first thing she said to me was, pretty face for you by your belly. Ooh. First words came out of my grandmother's mouth Ooh. to me. So we have very different experiences of uh-huh. what grandma is. Um, but yeah. That, it was a great experience. Um, I would do it over. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, my agent knows that because they just keep on giving me nude um, auditions. <laughs> For real? I'm like, I feel like I'm that girl now. Um, I can also act with my clothes on, y'all, just in case anybody's wondering. Now, going back to actually um, talking about taking control in the bedroom, when I want to bring up something that you mentioned, I think, at my birthday dinner back in October. And you told me we can go there right you um had told me that i'm gonna talk about orgasms you know what i'm about to say oh, no go go ahead you had told me that you don't orgasm from penetration oh, yeah wow we did talk about that yeah yeah so so y'all um, i do talk about things like randomly with like i i bust out with questions with girls sometimes and we just just go there so i am that girl like this is uncensored girl i love that (laughs) do you remember telling me you remember i believe you because i know that it's a thing you Um, told me that you don't uh, orgasm from penetration so what does it look like when you try to teach a man how to please you um are you into teaching or you just let the guy just do what they think they know um, I, I'm definitely someone who try to coach you, mm-hmm. um, and let you know. But I feel like with that, it's kind of like, well, let's just make sure that you spend some time on the outside and that you're not totally focused on that being okay, because that won't do it for me. <laughs> um, foreplay is the biggest thing for me, like the warm up, because uh-huh. it's not that I can't come from penetration. I I have, you just but need it's that very warm rare. up. You need that yeah, long, I need a long warm, warm up. up. Uh huh. Um. And do you yeah, feel like men, I, I feel like men do not dabble in foreplay uh, long enough mm-hmm. because um I forgot at, um what's that sex coach what's her name um I'm um, um you know what I'm talking about dreads um she she actually is preaching right now about for, the importance of foreplay mm-hmm. foreplay with women and how we need more than just fifteen minutes. Like yeah. we need a good solid thirty minutes of foreplay to really get us aroused because penetration sometimes just won't do it. Yeah. It just that leading up will help us. Mm-hmm. And I got to be honest, I have I I definitely feel like men they don't yeah. They don't. They don't. They don't. They just do enough to, if they're not aroused already, to get them aroused. Mm-hmm. And then they just want to hurry up now, and. Time to go. Time to go. Yeah, no. It's not time to go. Yeah. <laughs> so you will come from penetration. It's just that leading it, up. Yeah. It's just, it's rare because mm-hmm. it's rare that somebody spends the time to work up to it. Um, mm-hmm. Also, like if you're stimulating outside while you're in there, then of course that's the best kind of Now give them a tip for well, You already know, like a, a toy while it's happening. That is amazing. That will satisfy you too, trust me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like 
Now, when it comes to toys, have you felt like men have not, they have been, sh- they shot away from toys? Or you have you ever met a man that said, I don't like toys? I've never met a man who said he doesn't like toys. I did notice that uh, my ex would be a little bit intimidated if Ooh. like, if like my toy was on my dresser when he came, because then he know, knew that I used it recently or something like that. Or um, <laughs> if I've used it after. Mm-hmm. And that means you didn't do something right. And I don't have qualms about pulling it out in front of you because mm-hmm. you know you ain't, you ain't get me where I needed to be. I think the most important from this part right here is to let you guys know, and if you are watch our episode with Ashley is, it's okay to have assistance in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't necessarily, like, if you're, because I, you know, I get these questions, I get these responses. A lot of women feel like they don't come from penetration, mm-hmm. and it's okay to get that extra help. And if your guy is offended by it, yeah. I'm not going to say he ain't the guy from you, but it's kind of like you got to, it's uh, y'all got to talk about it. Yeah. You, you really got to talk and about it. it's really it. not an ego thing. No, it's like, not. It's you got to let them know. Yeah. And you got to let, you got to really teach him. And it's, it, I feel like that's why I'm, I've been so open to talk about sex because it's all about learning. I had to learn about my body, learn mm-hmm. what I like. And I feel like um, let a man who is so resistant, that mean they haven't been taught. They haven't been coached. They um haven't really you know, really looked into certain things. Does he want to learn you and how yes. to you? Yes. Because if you don't yes. want me to use this toy because it makes you feel some type of way, what about how I'm feeling or how I'm not feeling? And all our bodies feeling? aren't the same. And women, you have to understand, men always go off with their last, not even say last, but past relationships of what a, a girl like like even with me with getting ahead and stuff like I like a head or something. I like click. I'm a click girl. You don't got to do anything but stay right there on that click. Mm-hmm. In a certain way, you got to do it, and you gonna make me squirt, come all that. Um, and I've noticed that I have had to teach men that. Yeah. I've definitely had to coach them. Have you had okay? a sucker. Um, a yes, sucker. I had a sucker. Oh my goodness! It's like, Ooh. I don't have a penis. Um, I was trying to figure out if you think I have a penis because that's not that was it was too much. I had a DJ too. Oh, <laughs> I hate the DJ. <laughs> I hate the DJs, but, um, I feel like it's important to be able to coach, to be able to guide and be open to that. Not just letting the man just go off of what he knows. Um, and having those conversations, like, have you ever had like a, I noticed, um, this is another thing in in my secret set is some women say that after their first sexual experience, they're, they cancel a man. And I'm like, no, why are you canceling? You just, you just learned. You, you, it's the beginning. You're just learning each other. Yeah. So don't just. Now, I can understand if it's terrible. Like, if you even know where to put it in. You got a micro penis. <laughs> I ain't even going to say that. Little penises are not bad. It depends. It depends. They just got to know this stroke game. And they got to. Not really, if there's no, no stroke to be. Now, nah, I got to say, I like. It, 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 little penis got to be thick now. Because. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, micro. Is Mike, a what's real micro? Thing. Micro is like your pinky. There's is like that lighter right there, and that's the full erect. And I have experienced that, and I was still down because I'm that much of a, a loving, loyal person. How were you still down? You tried it multiple times. I tried it once, and um, luckily he cheated on me. How? <laughs> how? Wow. But luckily he cheated on me and I was able to get out of that situation. But I was down for the micro penis. Um because I was like, I care about this person so much, I will go and I will deal with this. And that was a whole just toxic relationship. Mm. And it happened to do with a preacher. 
funny that you when when you said that I was like, you guys know I um I had that whole if experience. You scroll back on my timeline, find out who. Oh, you going back to my past, my, my, my pastor. Well, I heard you say pastor, so I was just like, whoo. Yeah, that pastor was a whole, that, y'all, that pastor situation was just, it, it turned into fun for me, for real. Like, straight up. And I was actually turned on because he had told me he was a pastor. I don't, I, I shouldn't say that, but <laughs> hey, it is what it is. But, um, closing. We can't just close after that. Yeah, closing. Closing, because I think we are at time. Yeah, we just got to micro penises. We had more to delve into. Listen, I, I feel like with all my guests for season one, we are definitely going to do a part two on Patreon. So, like, we can really go deep, deep. Because um, I know it's some things you guys are, you know, you have faces. I know what I'm saying. It's only you can go but so far. But we definitely went there. Yeah, we went there. Season one, we definitely, je- definitely went there. Um. What do you say to a woman who's trying to build confidence in real life and inside the bedroom? Let's talk about real life first. Because we, I feel like, especially with my following, um, there's women who are my age and older who are like, I've never dated. I've never even experienced, you know, sex and getting pleasure my way. And I don't have the confidence to do certain things to put myself out there like that to have these conversations about sex to um teach what I like what do you say to those women I think I'm only now starting to realize how important being selfish is oh selfish I love the selfish word yes because now I'll tell you now I've wasted so much time with so many people that now I'm just like look this is what I want and I want you to know that from the beginning mm-hmm. so that we're not wasting each other's time. So don't put on for me. I'm not going to put on for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to play whatever role you want me to. I'm going to be me unapologetically 100% of the time, mm-hmm. whether that's in the bedroom, whether it's talking on the phone, whatever, because I want you to get to know me as the real me so that I don't have to pretend for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's how I'm moving everything that I do. And I think that's where my confidence stems, stems from because it's like I'm moving confidently because I'm moving like me it comes naturally I'm aware what I want to wear I'm gonna do the things that I want to do and I'm not gonna do the things that I don't want to do and I think for a long time I was doing things to appease other people and you know everything like that so I think now that I've just gotten to a place where I'm honest with myself about what I want mm-hmm. that now I can move and just be me 100% of the time and be confident in that and I think that's what people see when they're like you're just so confident um yeah and in the bedroom, it's the same thing. Where I think, in the, especially when it comes to the bedroom, it's married because I said in my in my thirties, that's when I really started live, being sexually free. I feel like it's making sure that you are being pleased because mm-hmm. I feel like men, even though now they're saying, and yes, it's true, men, um, you know, they have multiple, they have multiple orgasms like women, okay. like they um can be pleased without fully coming. Oh, I love the like edge. That. I love to tease a man too. Yeah. To a point, and then like just let them sit on it. Mm. I love that. You're teased. Yes, I am. I think it's very important to make sure that we are being pleased. Also, it's not just I'm a pleaser. I am a pleaser when it comes to a man. Like I love turning them on. I love trying to turn them out. All that. Mm -hmm. And I also have to make sure that I am being pleased. And I love a man who loves to please. Also, so being in a bedroom is. I think selfish, but I'm also 
making sure I'm, I'm getting out. I'm making sure yeah, I'm getting because out. you please. Yeah, yeah. You're pleased by pleasing them too. Yes. So for me, it's just you know, making sure that you are being pleased. Here, point blank. Well, thank you, Enzinga. I want you to do your well, brand plug. Your oh, brand okay, plug. Okay. So you, what, what you want me to do? No, I just thought you were about to say I want you to find a sneaky link. Oh, I do. I do <laughs> want that. I do. I, I told. I'm connecting you with my dating coach. We're gonna do something with you. Wow. Because yes, 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 yes. Okay. But go ahead, do another brand plug for you. What are you working on? What are we? What can we get ready <gasps> to see from out? you? This okay. is coming out in June. Okay. All right, guys. So I'm in Zynga Imani, actress, singer, makeup artist, influencer, um, owner of Shop Namani. Um, check out my website, Shop Namani, S-H-O-P-N-I-M-A-N-I. Um, it's a plus-size boutique. I am acting. You can find me on All the Queen's Men, episode nine, um, season one. Also, look out, because I'm about to be in two other new shows. Yes! Well, yeah. Um, there's a big one coming where I am a, a, a like co-lead type situation. Ooh. And then I'm going to be added to the cast of one of your favorite shows. Um, and I'm not going to say names because it won't be ready yet by the time you'll see this. But just look out. Um, what else? Um, hopefully I'll be dropping some music this year. Music! Music! Yeah. Yes. I've been, um, it's time. Yeah. It's, it's, it's past time. time. So... Can I be a Look little um, twerker in your video? I do. I, a, I do a little something. I'm so happy. Um, Tay and um, Kirkland, you think I could do a little something? Okay, mm. I could do a little something. Yeah, we're gonna go to I the pool. Do, we're gonna slap booties on the water. It's gonna be. Fantastic. Oh, I could do a little. I do a little something. Yes. All right. <laughs> and that's me and Zinga Imani. Okay. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Um, let's talk confidence, and this is to encourage. Confidence in real life in inside the bedroom. Until next time. Bye, you guys.